What up, guys? Welcome to the Sound Centric Podcast. I'm Samuel Sarfo. I'm Adam Dash. And of course, you guys can tell. Bits. <laughs> of course, we got Bryce Bits in here. Um, we've been wanting this for a little bit, so we're really happy he's here. He's, of course, working with Fitz Record, his own thing over at YouTube. Go ahead and check his channel if you haven't already. But Bryce, appreciate you for coming through, man. Of course. Appreciate y'all having me. Let's do it. Of course. Let's get to it, Adam. Yeah, there's nothing else we'd want to talk to you about more than the artists you love. So later in the episode, you are going to educate us on Playboy Cardi and Ken Carson because Sam's an old head, so he definitely doesn't understand it. And I'm <laughs> I'm open to hearing new music, so I'm, try- I'm trying to understand it. So we're going to get educated. But first, I'm gonna talk- we're going to talk about someone that we all grew up listening to, the man that, like, there's no one who cares about hip-hop more as an artist than this guy. He's the biggest nerd of rap music. It made me become a nerd of rap music. His mixtapes helped me find beats where I'm like, who's this? And I'm like, oh, that's Kicking the Door by DJ, that's by Biggie. Gets me into the 90s rap. We're talking about the one and only Bobby Logic, Bobby Tarantino. And, well, Bryce, you have a relationship with him, which is crazy. And as a fan, I want to know how, how that even started. And how does that feel to, like, to talk to the man himself? So I guess I'll, I'll go in kind of chronological how it started. So... Um, before we got in here, I was talking a little bit how I, I started my Twitter, at least taking it seriously as far as music hip hop goes in around 2020. And, you know, as Logic fans, you guys know, 2020 retirement yes. year for Logic, <laughs> uh, no yeah, pressure was dropping. Um, so when I had started out, he was off the internet as in like, he hadn't posted a, a single thing in mm-hmm. like a year, like nothing at all, just radio silence from him. So I was kind of using... You know, I, I was I was going through the ranks in just hip hop Twitter, just gaining yeah. followers, just talking about music, not even related to logic, like but I would always show love for him. And I guess just over that time of him and then no pressure came out, you know, he would see things somehow, whether it was like himself on the internet, other people, and he became like familiar with me and my name. And then like like a year later, yeah, like it was twenty twenty two actually, so like two years later. He found my TikTok because I started posting my YouTube videos on TikTok. Mm. I started YouTube 2021. So from there, he kind of connected the dots and he kind of was aware of my social media presence. And then I don't even, he would, he would Twitch stream because I know he did that after no pressure. He'd become familiar with like my name in the chat. Mm. And just like at this point, you know, I made that TikTok like talking about um, or guessing the song name. Someone played like a second of the audio. And he was already familiar with what I had done to that point. So that's when he gave me the free tickets. And just from there, it's just been like, I'll see him at his shows. It'll shout me out on stage, whatever. Go backstage. We'll talk. You know, he actually, I I don't know if you guys are aware of like this Discord situation he had, but he had his Discord. That's gone now. However, he'll still message me on there. Like Mm -hmm. like the other day, he just sent me like a message on there. So now we kind of have like a direct line of communication for whenever he needs to get some off his chest. But he's off the internet. So mm-hmm. he doesn't see everything I do, but if he ever does watch a video, he'll he'll send me a message and say he likes it. So it's yeah. dope. It's definitely a cool feeling. That's awesome. I think artists don't always understand how much they forget like what their high school or like middle school self felt when an other artist like noticed them. I remember I think I was like eighth grade and logic I wrote like logic's my birthday, wrote happy birthday and like tagged me. And that was like the coolest thing ever. That makes you want to go yeah. buy their merch. It makes you want to go to yeah. their show and become like mm-hmm. an investor into what they do. Yeah, so. you feel like you're a part of that community, uh, especially for someone like him. Another artist I can think of who's really good at doing the kind of like community building mm-hmm. and like kind of, I don't want to say like making friends with the artists because, you know, Logic always tell me like, you know, we are homies, but like at the end of the day, it's like 
yeah. I'm a fan. He's logic. You know, there's mutual respect there that just can't, you know, you can't overstep that boundary. Yeah. But I'd say Uzi is really good with that. He has like on Instagram specifically. Um, I've never talked to Uzi, but I know like a lot of people like they're in group chats with Uzi mm-hmm. and I have seen that, yeah. He'll just yeah, he'll just send pictures or whatever. Like it's very casual, like with him. So I really like when artists do that. It really does, like you say, it makes you invest into the fan base and the artist as a whole. Yeah. And even with logic too, like we've all been following his whole career for a long time. And that's how you build. When I was watching like Mac Miller, uh Wiz Khalifa, um, logic, of course, the way they built a fan base from scratch and having to interact with them. And logic has done like an amazing job keeping tabs with his fans, even with retirement, even with going independent, right? Being able to keep tabs with artists, being able to track where the data is going. Oh, in this area, you know, this is where I have the most fans and for incredible true story. Let me hear the album early and uh, let me come through yeah. to their crib and they can hear it. Like that's always important. It's not as present as much anymore. I don't feel like because of yeah. social media, maybe I don't know, but I'm- even though it's easier, but I don't know. People want to make it digital. Like I'll say I agree with you. A lot of people, a lot of artists aren't doing things like that anymore. However, there are lots of artists who are kind of doing that in a way through like internet things like Discord listening parties. Mm-hmm. I mean, mm-hmm. Discord's really popular for I didn't realize how much it was, but there are there's like a Discord for like every like major yeah. hip hop artist out there now. Mm-hmm. And most and of the time they're in it at a time or so. So there's cool innovative stuff going on, like rapper Marlon Kraft, if you know him. He had a Patreon yeah. where you can like pay and you get like the same thing kind of like what Logic was doing. You get exclusive songs. Maybe you get the merch yeah. first. You have to actually have a conversation with him or like see him work. So it's cool yeah. to see this new innovative style. Like what's going to be next? I saw someone tweet this, but it makes so much sense. Like streamers are now the biggest thing. I personally have never watched like a streamer before. Me neither. <laughs> yeah, I, think, Me neither. I think that I missed our generation a little bit by a couple of years, but like Offset does a 24-hour stream with someone. Like that's where you go to market music now. Sadly, or yeah, not. It really worked. Go. It worked crazy. It worked. Speaking of Marlon, yeah, he, his sales are crazy. Um, what was it? you said Offset, yeah. right? Yeah, Offset yeah. just dropped. Yeah, he almost had a hundred thousand sales, which is incredible for an independent Migo. So yeah, yeah, <laughs> and a singular Migo. Uh, <laughs> what were you gonna say about Marlon Crafts? I was gonna say him and Logic just dropped yeah. a song. If you haven't heard that, that should I be saw fire. that. Yeah, it's fire. Yeah. Marlon, he's one of my favorites. Who do you think? Who do you think have the best verse? Logic. Loki, I'm gonna say Logic too. I thought I mean, Logic I've, actually. I've heard that verse before because it's reused, but it's okay. still a good verse. It's still a good verse. Now yeah. I kind of forget it, but they they both barred that out. I was happy that they got to connect. Yeah. They did. They they yeah. both killed it. Um, but less about less about about Logic, but more so about his songs. Right, we have a top five uh, Logic song ranking going for all three of us. Um, who wants to go first? Uh, me. I guess go in, go in order of the thing. Go in order. And yeah. of course, if you're listening through podcasts, you can't, you can't see it. But hey, you yeah, still we'll, get the, yeah. the full We'll explain. <laughs> All right. At number five for Sam Sarfo. Right. I'll say this was really, really difficult to do. Because I was trying was my hard best. hard for me to do, yeah. I was trying my best not to all choose from like one or two albums. And mm-hmm. it was mixing like what was nostalgic to me and what I currently still listen to in rotation. Yeah. And I think there's a common theme in my, my choices. Yeah, I did right. one from different projects. I, I couldn't. I, I stopped yeah. myself from putting entirety of like Under Pressure on it. Yeah. <laughs> I wish I had that discipline. But for me in yeah. fifth, we had uh, Under Pressure, the song. That song is like yeah. one of my favorite Logic rapping. Uh, he is just incredible, especially that verse um, and the beat switches and everything. That's one of my favorites for sure. That music incredible video. Track. Great music video too. That uh, POV. Like... Yeah, I'm pretty sure like Nate shots in that video too, which is wild. Really? Shit. Yeah, he's he's yep. one of the guys in there. 
There we All go. Right, Adam. On the board, I had number five for me. I actually don't know what it is. So you're going to have to move it. <laughs> Fade <laughs> away. Remember what it is. Fade away. Fade away. Oh, okay. Wow. Um, what Classic. a way. Uh, it's that beat going right into it. I mean, I, I was saying before we started this, but I was listening to the incredible true story yesterday. And it made me realize like the, how important of an album that was to me. And mm-hmm. am I the... It's the second song. It's like the first song on the album, if I'm correct. Yeah, it's the Don't first like song, the second yeah. track. Yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. What a way to start an album with that beat. I mean, I know it was like a single for the album, but mm-hmm. there's, there's going to be a common theme in my choices. But that one is yeah. always special to me. Same here. And that's like, you can't hide it. To me, that's Logic's best album, Incredible Truth. I don't know about you, Bryce, but that one is like yeah, my peak there. Logic fandom. Yeah. All right. Number five for me, going to be controversial. A new one. I got Gaither's Very. Freestyle on there. Yeah, you'll see. I mean... I, I got some of the, the more classic songs above the list, but I used my fifth spot here to kind of highlight the more like fun side of Logic, yeah. like the more banger side. You know, I don't have really any of those types of tracks in my other four. And honestly, this is like one of my most listened to songs of like all time. Like that all snapped, wow. that trails versus amazing. And I helped shoot the music video, so I have bias. There but it's really uh, Okay, say less. Really okay, hard. there you go. There you go. <laughs> For me, in uh, fourth, we had Young Jesus. Like, that's like, mm. when I think of Logic, apart from, like, Young Sinatra through the mixtapes, him and Big Lembo killed it. He gives me, uh, you know, like, Fat Joe, um, yeah. big pun vibes, and it's just all around a great hip-hop track. B-I-G-L-E-M-B-O. Exactly. Yeah, that's crazy. Right, my number four, we will see what it is. Because I'm surprised too. Everybody, nice. there we go. Um, you can see the album is kind of floating above my head. That's uh, sick. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I also have. I, I forget what the how to pronounce the artist's name, but Maha. You know what I'm talking about. Oh uh, yeah, yeah. I got. He, he sent me a Kanye painting like a That's few months ago. Yeah. I got. Yeah. I got Logic pointing his middle finger at me on my ceiling. I got <laughs> the. It's like three of his faces all combined. Yeah, he's a nice I guy. Want, I don't want to mess up the camera, but you can kind of see it. Yeah. Um, everybody, I remember that being single for the album and. This is my peak Logic, fan, peak Logic fandom going into everybody. And that song, just him barring out the whole time, that was yeah. special. Yeah. All right. And I got Confessions of a Dangerous Mind, title track. I mean, yeah. taken apart from the album, I do like the album. I think it was more fun. But just talking about this track specifically, I mean, he goes into like quite vulnerable detail of like how he's been feeling these last few years. Just how the internet's been making him feel, how like himself has been making him feel, and you know, Logic's always been an advocate for mental health, going back to like the inception of his career, especially you know, up with everybody, that whole album one eight hundred, and I think this was a very just like open song, and I enjoyed hearing like his honest thoughts about just himself and his career and his mm-hmm. personal life up to this point. Yeah, that yeah, that song's special. That song, it's not it's not my top five, but it's it's on the bench. Like he it's yeah. he's there. Yeah. Yeah. And the music video is outstanding. If you yeah. haven't seen the music video, I'll go check that yeah, out. It's, uh, yeah, uh, the blood yeah. Mm-hmm. Third, we got Soul Food. I wish I could have mm-hmm. put this so much more higher. I feel like every Logic fan, that's going to be top three. Yeah. Um, I have a couple that I really do enjoy, but Soul Food is obviously a Logic classic. There's nothing more for me to say at all. And of course, that yeah. B-Switch at the end too. Come on. Crazy. Uh, my number three? Run nice. it. There we go. All right, so this is you're gonna see this common theme for my top five is just <laughs> logic barring out on songs. And another song that's similar to this that I was gonna put on the list was Stainless. But mm. yeah, he was run it. I can do that bar for bar, the whole thing. I, at the yeah. gym, I'm next to a lot of old people and they just see me rapping very fast <laughs> along to this one. <laughs> 
but uh, I've been obsessed with this one since it came out. I try to put this in. I wanted to put it in so bad. Run it. Like, that is one of my all-time favorites, that, but I just couldn't. That third verse. I'm just going to go yeah, in. Yeah. Mm. It comes back mm. in. Yeah, that's yep. just crazy. All right. I got GP4. I mean, speaking of barring out, super mm-hmm. long verse. One verse on here. You know, mm-hmm. we got his boy T-Man doing the hook, of course. It's the interpolation sample of uh, Elevators by mm-hmm. Uh, mm-hmm. Outcast, which is crazy that he got that clear. Yeah. But, I mean... If you really like look into this verse, I think there's like a, a deconstruction video or maybe like a live yeah. stream uploaded somewhere yeah. of like him actually going into what he's saying. And it's like, wow, like you I don't think anyone would ever piece together what he's actually saying without the explanation. But when he does explain it, it's like crazy. I mean, he goes into like talking about kicking the door, like the key of the song, talking about like yep. a key of PG, cocaine, yep. some mm-hmm. crazy flip. Yeah, there's lots of thing. And Erica Badu and the sample mm-hmm. talking about like that the yeah. beats his, his dad literally talking about like how the beat is like what fathered him into hip-hop it, it's crazy it's a crazy verse and it's long it is. and i love it that's one of my favorites off um not no pressure is it is it no pressure yeah it's no pressure yeah and favorites off no pressure and one of my favorites of all time and that's my favorite growing pains for me at least uh series yeah, I agree. yeah. yep number two i had uh like whoa yeah. um again fade away is one of those tracks but like whoa i think he might have released as a single as well after yeah. fade away but um i this is like every time I listen to this track, it brings me back to my childhood and why I like Logic for who he is. So shout to, shout to Lodge. Yeah. Uh, for you, you had uh, number two. Good one. I got Young Jesus go. as well. Mm-hmm. It. This is the song that's probably stuck with me the most that I play mm-hmm. most frequently. I mean, it works in the gym, works in the car, works for me anywhere. Mm-hmm. I, I I can picture the music video in my head with like the newscast and the music video. Yeah. I, yeah. This was just a time for Logic fans. It was. It really was. Such I remember an era. him going around in that tour bus and like meeting fans and showing them the album first. It was really. I mean, it's gonna change now in the internet, like the shift in how we show music. But like that internet blog era, him like what mm-hmm. him Mac Miller, that Jay Cole, those type of people were doing marketing wise. That was sick. Yeah, I agree. And I got City of Stars yeah. now. Mm-hmm. Not gonna lie. When I first was like got into Logic, I actually didn't like the song like at all. Because he's um, singing. Yeah, like I just wasn't into it. But the more mm-hmm. you know, I educated myself on hip hop in general and just music in general, especially mm-hmm. like it's a very Kanye inspired song. Let's be Definitely. honest. But yeah. getting into like artists like Kanye, you know, like The Weekend especially too. Like I definitely like hear that in The Weekend's music. I. I, I like the song a lot. I mean, especially that back half of him, like just rapping, rapping. Mm-hmm. That back half shit. verse is crazy. And it, it's the whole song is like a double entendre for love and hip hop. It's mm-hmm. really dope. I, it's, it's peak. It's great. That, that yep, second yeah. verse, he's talking his shit. Yeah, like, he is. They didn't talk about race in the whole first album, but black and white bullshit was still the outcome. The outcome. Yep. Yeah. And I know like, I was one. saying this earlier. I was saying this earlier. I had, Seven tracks I wanted to fit into these top five. Two of those are Run It and City of Stars. Um, peak Logic. Number one for me, what did I even put as number one? Oh, Lord Willen, of course. That's, again, yeah, I know like there's, a, there's a similar theme. I just love Incredible True Story. That's yeah. just the album for yeah. me. Lord Willen, another classic track from Logic. Before you reveal my number one, uh-huh. I'll explain that. When I got into Logic, it was the day Under Pressure came out. So mm-hmm. I must have been eighth grade, seventh grade. And there was one song, and this can be my number one on this list that I found that I listened to first. And I'm like, oh, I'm gonna. This is that time where you bought albums for $9.99. You weren't just mm-hmm. streaming the album. Yeah. And this started my love. So now you can show my number one. Say less. Till the end. Till the end. Hey, all right. That 
it's got to be the most nostalgic song for me. It's the first one I ever listened to and fell in love with. And the, I'm, I'm a sucker for like the choir type kids singing like in songs. So da 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 yeah. And now I'm just in love with that song. Mm-hmm. Very grandiose song. Very celebratory. What a way to finish an album under pressure. Yeah, under pressure. I mean, come on, bro. It's like a nine minute <laughs> song. <laughs> And it goes through, like, we talked about it earlier. I know it was your fifth pick, Sam. But, like, it just goes into, like, everything about his family. And, like, he's vulnerable about it. Rapping from multiple perspectives. Playing real voicemails from his real family that he's actually talking about. Like, it ties in together beautifully. I mean, it's just my favorite song of all time of any artist. I mean, it really is. 100%. Yeah. At least we have it. Adam doesn't even have it. (laughs) I don't (laughs) have it. (laughs) No, it's hard. It's like when they talk about sports, like when they're trying to rank the top five player in the NBA, like there's 30 players who are top five in the NBA. Yeah. It's like, there's too many lists. I'm trying to think of some like songs I was debating, like gang related. I mean, I studied Mm -hmm. that so I could go on stage. I never got on stage. I had had the the rap for logic or die trying poster. I think he saw it, but he, he, no, he didn't bring anyone up in Philly. It's fucked up. Yeah. He kind of stopped doing that as of recently. One girl, he did that to one girl recently and she was like wilding out <laughs> like a lot. So <laughs> he kind of stopped doing it. Like actually like saying some crazy shit. So uh, well, this was more back in the day. So I don't know if he has an excuse. I think he was still doing it, but yeah, yeah, it's fine. I'm trying to think what are some other songs that you guys were debating on? That was just for me. A Run lot. It and uh, City of Stars. Something on Bobby Tarantino. I'm definitely like, was definitely 44 debating. bars. Like 44, there. 44 more too. Yeah. Um, everybody dies. Like, I just remember when that album was coming out. Him and that, uh, eh, eh. you know, like the, I, I like that. It's all right. He, he was in the, he was, <laughs> yeah. in the uh, he was in the Bruce Wayne basement rapping. Was that? Yeah. Was that everybody dies. Oh yeah, that was um on Young Sinatra yeah. five. Yeah, every yeah everybody dies. I love that track. Yeah, I like the title track on that album. Mm-hmm. Okay, so I think Incredible True Story is his best. I think you'd feel the same way. I what about for you? What's your favorite? Probably you give me like under pressure vibes. Probably. Yeah, maybe I'm gonna. Least, yeah. Okay, so I'm gonna it, it changes all the time, but it is yeah. really between you know incredible true story, under pressure, and no pressure. Um, mm-hmm. I'm gonna give it to no pressure here, and I'll say mm-hmm. because you know we are in a modern day of logic, mm-hmm. and it just if you really just like listen to like those three albums back to back, I can see the argument that incredible true story is better. I mean, I can see the argument that under pressure is better too, which was my answer for like ever, but it's like when you really listen to no pressure, that's like, it's a mature logic, you know, there are influences, mm-hmm. but they're not as blatant as they are on the other two. And mm-hmm. I just feel like it's, it's a more consistent, concise album personally. Yeah. Um, however, any of those three, I mean, they're all 10. Yeah. I mean, I'm not going to get mad at, you know, yeah. whatever. No, that's a good choice for me. It's incredible. True story. Because like you were saying, I feel like with under pressure, logic has something to prove or he wanted to prove something. And he even said this in interviews, like I was trying to, obviously he was sharing his own authentic story, but he was trying to morph things in a way that was your typical hip hop album. But Incredible True Story went completely left field, like Outcast and AT Aliens. It did something that he was passionate about, about cinema, about script writing. True. Um, yeah. I mean, morphing it into his own world um, and doing that, which was amazing. The whole um, marketing, like Adam was talking, talking about beforehand, mm-hmm. the marketing, meeting with fans, um, the merch, come on now. The merch, yeah. absolutely mm. stupid. So yeah, classic merch yeah. to this day. Yeah. Still, mm-hmm. I mean, that's the when people think of Logic merch, they think of that little yeah, you know, exactly NASA suit. Yeah, I think that for artists, I love when they're able to express what they love in their music. So like Action Bronson's talking about food on his album, and it's hilarious because you can tell he loves food on this album, and you can tell yeah. that he loves wrestling. 
logic is so good at just rapping about stuff he's nerdy about. And that's the shit I love. Like, if you're a nerd about hip-hop, talk about all the 90s rappers that inspired you. Talk about Rubik's Cubes. Talk about Quentin Tarantino movies. And if you're fans and the anime, how's it going? <laughs> uh, this is my is girlfriend. girlfriend? Hi. What's up? Yeah, I don't think she, she can't hear you. Can you? Oh, it's okay. No? <laughs> yeah, it's okay. Just know um, it's all positive things. <laughs> Um, but like he's so I someone who loves movies and like he helped me love movies. Like I love Hans Zimmer. He's talking about Hans Zimmer's own music. He's talking about Interstellar, yeah. like one of my top five movies of all time. So that's the type of stuff that makes you connect to an artist more. Outside, it's of more just, like, personal, definitely. It's it's less yeah. about giving back to hip hop, and it's more like okay, this is my story, but I'm gonna do it in this like yeah. dope way. I mean, dude, you got the whole Wu Tang Clan on a fucking song. It's insane. Crazy. Yep. Crazy first one to ever do oh it. Still the only Shows one respect to ever do that he has. Yeah. A lot of times you look through Twitter and you don't think so, but behind the scenes, he has a lot they, of respect and he really puts his, his his work into the craft. Oh, but yeah. Adam, you know the drill man, yes. playlist titles. I'm always going to ask you this, but what's your playlist title and leading single? My playlist title, I just went away from the album. Let me load it back up. It's going to be mm-hmm. And Then You Pray For Me, um, new West Side Gun album. I talked about it last time, but it's finally out. And it'd be easy to pick Mama's Primetime with J.I.D. and um, Conway as my song. But I'm going to go with Suicide and Selfridges with uh, DJ Drama. This beat, he just picks the best beats. He's just really good at curating beats. If you're an artist and you can work with Westside Gun, have him curate your album. I don't know what you're doing. Stop getting Please. these other... Stop getting, yeah. stop getting Kevin Durant to A&R your album. Get Westside Gun to, A- to A&R your album. Um, that's how I'm feeling, yeah. Sam. Sam, what's your playlist title? My playlist title is MTV. I was listening to this documentary from Trapital about MTV, and we were talking earlier about Logic on Young Jesus, how memorable that music video was, right? Mm-hmm. And it seems like today, music videos, they're still like important, but they're just not as big as they used to be compared to the early 2000s and even beforehand, where music videos were a staple to putting your art, your artwork out there. So I kind of miss that. The song's going to be Ice Slippin'. Omar Apollo dropped an EP not too long ago. That's what I've been vibing to mostly. So I need to catch up He's to fire. the West Side Gun album. I went halfway through, so I just need to finish the second half. But yeah. Yeah, music music videos we need. I mean, there's there's great people out there. Cole Bennett, like that new video, everything he yeah. makes is crazy. Mm-hmm. And now it's cool because anyone can really make a dope music video with like anything Adobe or something that's on your computer. Mm-hmm. But I think yeah. MTV, that's just how you had to listen to music. Like you woke up in the morning, that was the only way you were gonna see oh, it. Oh yeah. Just on repeat. Yeah. I would just just twisted sister and then it would go to like michael yeah. jackson or some <laughs> random shit like that's that was the time it really was it was the time i mean Bryce, uh, i'm obviously young yeah. but my parents were still you know yeah. having that shit on. yeah but um so my playlist title time. yeah yeah my playlist title i'm a, just simply balance you know life is balanced i say that you know as you grow older you got shit you got to deal with and mm-hmm. you just got to balance it out and in order to balance it out and get out the bullshit my song here I think we're going to segue into this afterwards, but it's Fighting My Demons by Ken Carson. There we go. Get that shit out. Fight your demons. <laughs> fucking just just get the, the, the negative rage energy out while you can, and then you're good. You can focus on the, the not demons part of mm-hmm. your life. There we go. I love that. So that <laughs> definitely segues into our first conversation, our second <laughs> conversation. So if someone asks me, if I play them a Freddie Gibbs song, they're like, what did you like about this? I can pinpoint five different things about the beat, about his rhyme schemes, what got my eyes to widen up. Me and Sam are um, not, uh, we're not known as Playboy Cardi or Ken Carson or Destroy Lonely or that type of music fans. Yeah. Um, I like the casual song, like if I'm in the gym, like if I'm listening to Shooters with Uzi, 
amazing yeah. song. Um, there you go. What am I, what's, what's the one with ASAP Rocky where he just oh, bodies uh, No band. Chopper. Yeah, No Chopper. Mm-hmm. H- or New e- Chopper, yeah. H to the E double hockey sticks. So yeah. I've understand it before, but I'm curious because you are a huge fan of these guys. Yes, I am. Yes, I, I am. want you to teach us what you look for in these songs because it's not because you're a huge Logic fan, so you love lyrics. Yeah. Yeah. This is not for lyrics, I assume. Yeah. No, it's not. It's not actually at all. To an extent, I'll say what it is as far as like Cardi to an extent. So it's like, all right, so this subgenre of, I say underground, they're not even really underground anymore. Yeah. Maybe they were like two years ago, but mm-hmm. uh, you get the Ken Carsons, you got the Yeats, you got the Story Lonelies, you got the Thousand Bamfonis, Uni the Activist, whoever, you know, Lucky, whatever. And it's like, these guys are not making lyrical music. They're, they're just not. I, I'll say I said lucky in there, and that's probably an exception. Um, he he actually does make lyrical music, but it sounds like it's mm-hmm. not. But it's like when when you think about music, as go back to like the inception of music, like the the very first you know inception of music, probably like cavemen tapping on rocks. All mm-hmm. right, then then you move forward into like okay, instruments are invented. You have orchestras, you have Beethoven the piano. There's no lyrics. There's no there's no you know value as far as like a storytelling aspect however these songs make you feel things they make you they can tell a story they can change your emotion just based of you know the progression the sounds they use the keys everything like that and people like are gonna say this sounds corny but this new music it's like literally the same thing like you have in it and i'll say a lot of a lot of the the merit for these songs comes with the producer you know if mm-hmm. that beat's bad the song's gonna be bad you know ken yeah. carson is not gonna save a bad beat he's just not yeah logic could save a bad beat because he raps you know what i'm saying but mm-hmm. like that's the difference a lot of the weight falls on the producers and just finding what hits you know what's mm-hmm. gonna hit the right pockets and you know whatever pockets are left open or for interpretation that's left up to the artist to kind of use their voice as an instrument you know I think a lot of this new wave really started with Young Thug. I mean, mm-hmm. when Young Thug came out, I don't know. Are you guys Young Thug fans at all? I've developed into being one. I'm a Young Thug fan. Yeah, I've de- developed into one. Then you can develop into being a Ken Carson slash Playboy mm-hmm. Cardi fan. I guarantee it because it's literally just Thug. When he came out, you guys saw the memes. You guys are old yeah. enough to remember. Like mm-hmm. You guys remember everyone was like, what the fuck is he saying? This yeah. is gibberish. Like, how are you guys listening to this? But the truth is, Thug is using his voice as an instrument. Now, for these people, I'll say Cardi definitely follows that wave. His voice is the instrument. Um, but for other artists who maybe aren't as creative or influential like that, like a Ken Carson, it's like, you know, they're also using their voice as an instrument, but it's it's definitely aided by the instrumental. And it's just like, you can pull in emotion. You can pull in like certain feelings just when hearing a song come on. Mm-hmm. And a lot of these artists, I mean, they're making songs to perform. I mean, yeah. they're going on two plus tours a year. I mean, they're trying to they're trying to fill the fridge with I respect, but it's like yeah. when you're into that like whole concert culture, it's like these are the songs you want to hear. I mean, I love going to me. I got or I love going to some lyrical concerts. Like I think Logic puts on one of the best shows, you know, out there. Yeah, he's great. However, like I'm not going to be throwing elbows in a pit at a con- at a logic <laughs> concert. It's yeah. like it, it really is just music to like get your adrenaline up, get your rage up if there like you said you listen to some Cardi in the gym, if there's any way to get into it, I tell people listen to it in the gym. 
and it almost always works. Just put yeah. on a whole lot of red in the gym. I can see if it, that. If you don't like it the first time, do it again. <laughs> if you don't like it that time, do yeah. it again. <laughs> like, literally. Like, click that third listen. Yeah, and I've a lot of this music, I mean, growing up, like, obviously, you know, Ken Carson wasn't around when I was growing up, but music like this that was, like, starting to bubble in around 2015 is really when it started. I did not understand at all. You know, yeah. I heard Cardi's first two albums, the day, both of them I heard in the day they came out, and I was like, this might be the worst artist I've heard in my life. <laughs> yeah. But now, he's my favorite. And it's just, you. there's emotional, essentially what I'm saying is there's emotional value in this yeah. music, and you really just have to embrace it and tap in with that and not look too deeply into it. Now, Cardi does have lyrics, like, my favorite Cardi song is Stop Breathing. He talks about, like, all this like gang shit going on in Atlanta and how he got this guy shanked in jail, which literally happened. Like you can look it up. Like there's, is there's this whole gang war going on with his, his rival gang, whatever. And it's all real. So stuff like that is definitely interesting to hear. Um, but generally it's just going to make you feel some way. And that's why it's amazing. No, that was very eloquently put. Um, <laughs> so I kind of have two questions for you. One, how do you then judge the artist? Since it is so production-based, how mm -hmm. do you feel about, like, I mean, the credit's really going all to, to Cardi, Cardi, Cardi. But it is, yeah. It is so dependent um, on him. What I will say is, as far as that, I see what you're saying, but as far as that Cardi example, there is definitely a lot of growing appreciation for producers because of this fact in the underground. I mean, if you're a Cardi fan, you guys know that. This, I don't know if you guys know him. This guy named Filthy all over the album and he used to work with blade drain gang like if you guys are mm -hmm. uh, i doubt you guys are into them i'm not really into them that's yeah. like another level of like some mm -hmm. weird yeah. hyper pop music yeah but um you know like Starboy, he does like lots of ken garson stuff so like these producers are you know they're actively gaining fans because yeah. of this music and i think that's why this wave of music is so important because you guys know producers Mm -hmm. generally underappreciated generally uncredited Always. especially when it comes to lyricism you know all the eyes are on the wordplay and the lyricism and storytelling but now it's like you know there is a lot of credit given to the main artists but there are becoming like cult fans of like certain producers who want yeah. certain producers to work with certain artists because you know at, at, a, at this stage people are fans of the production more than they're artists i feel mm -hmm. like um, especially if you're a, if you're a hardcore fan, if you're a casual one, you're not going to care, but yeah. we are music nerds here. So, you know, there definitely is fan bases growing for producers, which I love to see. Yeah. And, how, and like you said, that new wave, that new wave of, um, that genre is really important because like I said this earlier with Adam too, within hip hop, there's always been a transition to a new sound. If you look at the two thousands, it was 50 cent and that hard gangster rap sound. Then Kanye came in with the soul a chipmunk sampling and then to the pop rap and et cetera, et cetera, right? But I feel like we have been in a place where trap music was the latest shift when the Migos came out and we're mm -hmm. trying to transition to something else, but there hasn't been something that's popped up to the mainstream. But when we talk about artists like uh, Kenny Mason, uh, Ken Carson, mm. even like Baby Keem, uh, oh, Suicide yeah. Boys, like that, that underground yeah. sound and even everyone underneath yeah. is what the new wave is of rap right now. And although it may not be in the mainstream level yet, I respect the genre a lot because that's what the new sound is going to. It's completely new. I think JPEG Mafia was, I think, the pioneer who really stepped forward to push that sound. Um, yeah. But it's important that we have that in hip-hop, you know? Yeah, I mean, and even that sound specifically, I mean, 
look at like Benny X, man. I mean, that man just yeah. started working on beats on his phone in a garage, mm-hmm. working with this one guy he found on the internet named Yeet, who I don't even think he <laughs> knew was going to blow up. And now Benny X is on literally everyone's album, making Crazy. many mm-hmm. different types of beats. I mean, mm-hmm. people are, you know, this wave is being pushed by producers. I mean, it, it mm-hmm. really is. And I'm, I'm here for that. You know, mm-hmm. the artists have had their shine. The artists will continue to get their shine for the, the rest of history. But I love seeing producer superstars coming out of the woodwork. I mean, it's just, it's refreshing and it's, it's encouraging to producers out there yeah. who might think that, you know, they might get a placement, but really, what's that placement going to do for them? Give them a few bucks streaming revenue? Mm-hmm. You know, it just gives them a, a an opportunity to grow their brand more now. Yeah, and speaking on that, it was so awesome to see Twitter all collectively go so crazy for Conductor Williams with AM yes. and Charlotte. Exactly, like, that too. People are loving awesome. producers. I mean, Griselda definitely as They're well as, as, yeah, Derringer, I mean... Big Ghost LTD. I mean, they're yeah. very good at crediting producers and making sure, you know, they're known for what they're doing. So yeah. that's the future. So how does it feel to you as a fan? Because I know how I felt when I heard that Conductor, it felt like I won, even though I don't even know this man. Yeah. Like, conductor, <laughs> yeah. we have a problem. How does it feel for you when you see Drake making a song with Yeet and doing what impressions and you see Kanye yeah. West having Cardi on and he's someone who usually is making trends. Kanye is kind of reverted mm-hmm. to riding trends. Maybe in a better yeah. way than Drake did it, but how's that feel as a fan? Yeah. So I'll say as far as the Drake thing, you know, I don't know if you guys are aware, Drake and Yeet have like known each other for like two years. Like it's been a while. Yeah, it's been a long time coming. Yeah, that picture of them together, that's actually literally how I found out about Yeet. I was like, it was like Drake takes a picture with Yeet. I'm like, who's Yeet? <laughs> like I don't <laughs> I didn't know who that was. But um I really like seeing it. You know, Drake is a chameleon. I mean, whether it's I mean, let's just be real here, whether it's cultures whether it's like, you know, accents, you know, types of music, that man's a chameleon. He's going to kind of mold to whatever he wants to because he can. He can get away with it. Um, so seeing something like that happen with Drake doesn't surprise me as much, especially since he did collab with Cardi, you know, in 2020, you know, when I was trying to build up to Whole lot of Red, that happened. So I've, I've seen, you know, we've seen Drake. We see what he do. That doesn't surprise me as much. But the Kanye stuff does surprise me i mean donda is like a crazy album that's one of my favorite kanye albums and it's like he really kanye really took like like it's writing trends but i i want to say it's more of like amplifying trends because kanye knows yeah knows what he can do knows what he does and kanye took all these artists and really put them on his own shit i mean it was like donda is like some weird hip-hop gospel fusion drill i don't even know so it's like kanye kind of I'll say Drake takes artists and plays in their field. Kanye takes artists and makes them play in his field. Yeah. Um, and I mean, Kanye said it himself. I mean, he's like, who's when I think he was doing an interview with a uh, noir, I think. And he was like, they asked who the future was. And he was like, Uzi and Cardi. I mean, he knows that Kanye can see. Kanye can see like Kanye can see what's happening. I mean, yeah. when you look at when Kanye came out, I mean, people loved Kanye, but a lot of people didn't take him serious, whether it was because he was a producer first, whether it because he was not gangster rapping or he's wearing, you know, the types of clothes he was wearing that wasn't traditional. And a lot of the kids, the younger kids, you know, not even a little bit older than us, the, you know, the younger kids were getting into him. Literally the same thing's happening with Cardi. I mean, there's no, there's no teenager in America who doesn't like Playboy Cardi if they like hip hop, unless they're like, an old head brainwashed and then one day 
they will like Cardi. And that's just how <laughs> it's going to be. I mean, that's how it was with Kanye. I mean, it's history repeats itself. Yeah. That's what I'll say. Kanye is one of the goats at finding artists, like w- picking the right feature for the right song. Tyler Creator's also yeah. amazing that. But great curators, both yeah. of them. To go off Kanye to talk about his son now, Travis Scott, who <laughs> who you recently just saw on his new tour. Travis Scott yeah. is known for having the best concerts you can have. Although, mm-hmm. I mean, Utopia definitely does not have the it's it's not being spoken about the same way that I think Astroworld was as much of a movement. And it yeah. didn't didn't sound like an album, and I don't think he made it for this reason. It didn't sound like an album that was made for performances compared to Astroworld was yeah. made fuck the club up. Like, yeah. that was made Astroworld to was made to fucking punch a high schooler yeah. in the face. Like I mean, <laughs> My friend saw someone get his shirt ripped right off their body at the show. I'm sure. Oh I mean, God. I saw some crazy shit but too. So <laughs> you, you saw the first show in Charlotte. Tell us about it. I know you, <laughs> you can go start from the opener, yeah. from whatever that All right. was. Mm-hmm. Yeah, we'll do that. Okay, so Tizo Touchdown. I like Tizo Touchdown. Tizo Touchdown's new album was, it was all right. There were some tracks I didn't like. There were some tracks I liked. I really respect Tizo, and he's just doing everything in left field. And I can, you can tell, at least with Tizo, the way he operates, it comes from a place of general like interest and yeah. passion rather than just trying to be different for the sake of being different. You know, like I, I could see how an outsider could look at Tizo or see his performance and be like, what the fuck is he doing? But for me, it's like, all right, like this man clearly has paved the way for himself. But, anyways, mm-hmm. Tizo opens for Travis Scott, kind of an interesting opener. Doesn't doesn't really align with Travis' fan base, in yeah. my opinion. But like, whose fan base does Tizo really align with? I mean, he already toured with Tyler. That'd be my closest yeah. answer. That's the first time I saw him, and he, he killed tour. it, man. Yeah, that was yeah a, with the construction work thing yeah, that was going exactly. on. That was weird. Yeah, oh, cool. but Tizo on stage now. If you guys have seen the Utopia tour layout, it's like this long. Yeah. You know, I'm just. It's this long little thing, rocky. There's like these little floating heads and whatnot. Anyways, Travis does a great job of going from one side of the stage to the other, turning around. He does a great job. And I'll say, I know a lot of shit on Tizo on Twitter, but (laughs) I don't think it's really Tizo's fault because when Tizo was performing, they put him on one side of the stage. And for my venue, there were no seats on that side. I looked at other shows. There are seats on that side. So I understand. But for my venue... Still, there weren't seats on that side, and even if there were seats on that side, the issue would still exist, that mm-hmm. people wouldn't be able to see him in the crowd, which is what I experienced, and in the seats. There's too much stuff blocking, and what I had noticed when he was performing is that the lights that Tizo used, you know, that were shining on him, you know, those are the only lights. That, that was the only stage that was lit up. I don't yeah. think he was literally allowed to move. I mean... I've been to plenty of concerts. I've seen this happen, especially with walkout stages. Mm-hmm. The main artist has a walkout stage. The opener usually will not go on the walkout stage because of yeah. the lights. You know, they're not lit up. They're just that's just not what they're supposed to do. Um, so I know I shitted on Tizo. I don't really think it's his fault, but literally, I couldn't see a damn thing. I didn't yeah. see him once. I didn't see him fucking once. And I know there are people Crazy. in the seats who I went to the concert with who had the same problem. They, they didn't see him a single time. Uh, my boy SK on Twitter, I'm sure you guys are familiar yeah. with. He went, he was there. He didn't see him a single time. And it's like, bro, like you are gatekeeping yourself from the crowd. But I will say uh, he saw complaints on Twitter about it, and he said he was going to try to fix it. I haven't I haven't kept up with the other tours. I think yeah. it's been like two shows since. I don't know if that was fixed. I had hoped so because I, I literally didn't see him. Like <laughs> I didn't – 
like maybe 20 people saw his body like literally. <laughs> it was so is so weird but it was apart from that um Tizo went on at eight o'clock sharp like he was supposed to Thank travis God. went on at 9 30 you know i don't know why they only gave mm-hmm. Tizo like a 20 minute set if he's gonna wait that long maybe come on later i don't know i don't do concert promotion i don't know how yeah. it works but <laughs> travis now travis was crazy i mean like jumped out the stage there were parts of the stage that moved up and then came down the, the stage was so dynamic you it guys like people don't even realize how dynamic it was just off videos or pictures because it is literally always moving there's something going on like there's a bridge under the stage there's like something going on if you wanted to you can literally like just follow travis like mm-hmm. he would go to like one side of the stage and like he after being on one part for the for like a, a long time there'd be like no one there. So you could be right on the barricade, like right in front of him. That's actually how he brought up two fans. Cause they went to like the part of the stage that he hadn't been at yet. And they were like the only two people there. So it's definitely in a really good stage design apart from the criticisms I have with yeah. Tizo. I had no issues with Travis. However, I will also say when he brought Tizo out to perform modern jam, where Tizo was actually allowed to go on other parts of the stage. I had no idea. I didn't even see him. At all. I didn't even know it happened until after the concert and I saw a video. I was like, oh, Tiza wasn't staged? <laughs> I didn't know. Like, But it was a crazy concert. I mean, especially with the way the stage is set up on the two sides. You have like one side of the stage, because there is like a main stage on the stage where he spends most of the time. Mm-hmm. It's like one side that is a little more open if you're into moshing and stuff. It's probably the side you want to be on. Uh, the other side was the side I was on. Definitely some moshing and some crazy shit going on in that side. However, if you needed to like step back and take a breather, you literally just walk like 10 feet back and you're on the barricade. So it was very easy to, you know, take a break and then you could just get right back in and pretty much get front row without trying. Like the design of the stage actually has worked out pretty well in my experience, at least from going to that first concert. All good things. That makes me happy too, because... I know one of the big talking points for Travis was how will this size up to uh, Astro World. I was a clown. You know, he, Travis came to uh, the shot in Columbus, Ohio. I didn't go. All my friends went. I regretted it for the rest of my life. I'm a big time clown, right? So, yeah. So the biggest thing is how can Utopia play up? And I know Adam was saying that there wasn't a lot of replayability on Utopia. Fair enough. But when I heard Utopia, the first one. Compared to Astro World. Compared to Astro World. There you go. There's replayability. Right. Okay. But the thing is, I knew when I first heard it, this is the type of album that's going to be good for live performances. When you hear Yeezus, there may not be a lot of replayability, but go to the mm. Yeezus live shows and see what's going to happen. So I'm really happy yeah. to hear how dynamic the stage was. I'm sure Travis was probably rocking his costumes and all that stuff. He was uh, changing clothes yeah. throughout the night. You know, it was yeah. dope. That's awesome. And also- the Teasel thing is weird too. I don't know what, what's up with that, but the good thing is it's more of a behind-the-scenes technical issue rather than his actual performance, right? Because yeah. I remember there was a video that came out on Twitter with Mariah the Scientist talking about how she took her first ever yeah. um, performing gig at a festival, and it was all, obviously she wasn't good. It was it was went bad, and it seems like with this generation at least, because people are blowing up so early, so young. It's while they're in their room cooking up music, but they have no stage presence. They haven't actually prepared the skills to actually go out and perform. Um, Tizo, I'm not sure about his case, but it seems like he did perform well. It's just a technical issue. Yeah. Uh, but yeah. Yeah, a lot of artists skipping skipping steps these days. It is mm-hmm. sad. As someone who's trying to go into the live music industry, it's yeah, it's it's rough to see. And I was talking to someone, the head of um, AudioMac on Twitter. He's really good with like responding to mm-hmm. people. And he was saying this is completely a manager issue. It's not 
on like the festival because I was like, you would think the festival wouldn't want to book someone who's going to like ruin their own festival. Yeah. But hey, I don't know. Someone tells you you can perform at Rolling Loud and you're a small artist who just had blow up. It's probably hard to look that in the face and just yeah. not take it. Yeah. Yeah. Rolling Loud is like made it <laughs> pretty much. I mean, that's the pinnacle of like music festivals. I feel like as far yeah. as hip hop goes, which is crazy because yeah, it really started in the garage like x and will pump like literally (laughs) compared to astroworld what are you what are you picking between utopia or astral concert for you uh so uh as far as a concert i would choose astroworld as far as album i'd also choose astroworld but i will say utopia live was dope i mean yeah there are some great songs on there especially fiend with cardi (laughs) fuck he played it twice he played it twice because it was that good but uh, there are, like, even the, the slower stretches in the album, like, I know, in my eyes, like, I they were theatrical. They were theatrical to see live. Um, When he performed those songs, he had this, like, part of the stage that, like, went all the way up, and then he had spotlights on him. And I think he definitely used the, the stage dynamics to his advantage for songs like that. Because, you know, of course, there were kids who were, like, moshing and stuff for that. Yeah. They shouldn't have been. But they were. But it definitely... It was like, just, I don't know, the dynamics of the stage played into the album and like the theme, the bumps of the album, you know, he went pretty much chronological order. So, Mm -hmm. you know, you start out, you know, he's kind of rapping, rapping, you know, he's kind of going around the stage, almost like a, like a traditional MC rapping every word. And then, you know, it kind of goes into the slower territory where, you know, he gets on the stage himself, you know, way up and people can just kind of watch. And then he gets into some of the more like, energetic more concert like tracks and he mixed them in with some of his more energetic tracks in his discography general in general and i think it worked out really well people had problems with the set list but it's like he performed like every song in utopia apart for like four five tracks and he performed like his most popular songs and he even threw in like sdp interlude and mamacita like mm-hmm. it's a good set list in my yeah. opinion i have no problems with it yeah, and that, I think that's something that people tend to forget. Like, not all the time a concert is going to be like this mosh session. Same thing with Mr. Around the Big Steppers. I mean, I'm talking mm-hmm. about this already. There wasn't as many hits. Again, the replayability factor wasn't there. Yeah, I but when, when I went to the concert, right, it was theatrical. It was well, thematic it and was all that stuff. And I went to that it concert was. too, yeah. And that's I what pisses me great. off when people are fucking moshing and I can't even see what's yeah. going on. Like, yo, do you have the girls? Do you have the, oh, I can't. But then he's <laughs> yeah. <laughs> flips right <laughs> in front of me like, bruh. Yeah. So that, that literally irks me so much. But at least the, the uh, Utopia concert was good. Maybe, is he pulling through to Columbus again? Oh, or probably shit, not. I don't, know. I don't he know. He probably isn't. Nobody comes. But I really want to go. I missed <laughs> Astro Road, so I got to go see Travis one more yeah, time. That's probably one of the biggest regrets. Yeah, you got to see Travis. I mean, that was on my concert bucket list. And I got Uzi coming up next month. So that's on my Uh, other bucket list. So I got to see Travis. I need to see, because Cole's my goat. I need to see him for real. I've seen him at my festival. I haven't seen Cole, actually. I got to. Just crazy, because I'm from North Carolina. Yeah, oh my God. The fall off, though. We're saving it for the best. Once it drops the fall off, then. I'll be there. I'm splurt. By then, I'll hopefully have a a full-time job, my own money. And I can can splurt on that one. Yeah, I'll be there. Yeah. One of the things I wanted to ask you, Bryson, I'm not sure if you've even heard your list, Adam, but I want to know what are your favorite albums of the year so far. We're obviously heading to a close. Um, if it's more hip-hop orientated or more general, but I just wanted to hear what's on your list so far before we close out 2023 and also your thoughts on the year too. For me, it's been a pretty solid year. Not the best, but there are a lot of great projects out there though. Yeah. All right. So um, I don't, this probably isn't going to be in chronological order. I have this whole, every time I like listen to an album where I like, I put it on my phone. Yeah, like got this you. whole like mm-hmm. list of shit. 
So some that. of my favorites on here, just looking through right here, I see the Loopers, his new album, Microphone Fiend. I don't mm-hmm. know if you have you guys heard of the Loopers before? Yeah, I've heard of them. I, I heard, haven't listened mm-hmm. to the album right. now. Detroit artist, he's another guy who uses his voice as an instrument, but one of the most diverse artists I've heard in my entire life. I mean, he'll sound so different on each yeah. track and he'll do something so crazy. He can rap his ass off and say some crazy shit and he can like sing and do like these weird pitch shifts and it's great. Um, Logic another one, with him, right? Yeah, on he did tape. on a, their new song. Yeah. That shit is nice. That shit is nice. All right, another one on here. I'm this new uh, Rome Streets album is fire. I forget what it's called. I don't even have it on here. Yeah. Um, but that new Rome Streets album, fire. Griselda, one He's of my amazing. favorite in there. Yeah. Of course, you know lyricism's going to be on point. Now this might be my favorite album this year. Oh, okay. I got I got two more. I'll say V's Ganger, another Detroit rapper. He's just like laid back, you know. He when he raps, it kind of sounds like he's like almost mumbling. Not not like yeah. mumble rap, but like he's actually rap. Like if you listen to his shit, some of the best punchlines you'll hear. I mean, I know all the all the Detroit shines on Babytron right now. Shout out Babytron, yeah. but like V's is the best rapper from Detroit. He says mm-hmm. people all my Instagram captions for the last like three pictures are all like V's lines. Yeah, because yeah. mm-hmm. he's so good with his wordplay and he, he's so good fucking crazy and of course i had to say it i'll say my fourth one here ken carson a great chaos yeah. wow yep. it's, a new one. it's been on repeat mm-hmm. i mean yeah. it's probably his best album it's probably my favorite opium release to come out this year and there's like there's a song in there for every mood i mean there really is it's just so good i know you guys you guys will you guys will get into it one day but it's good it's it's fucking good. It's yeah. it's really it is. Good. I've heard a lot of great things about it, but that's my critique, right? So, although this music is amazing, this trend is amazing. I feel like it's kind of like it gives me like Nirvana grunge era, where mm-hmm. it's a trend going on. But the thing is, how sustainable is it? Because when we get old, right? Let's say we're thirties. Are we gonna be bumping Playboy Cardi uh, and uh, all these? No, it's gonna be. It either has to go to the next generation coming up, or no one's gonna listen to it anymore because a new yeah. wave has come up. You know. I feel you definitely. Mm-hmm. Not a lot of right. substance there to, to grow with. It's more of, like I said, like it is a feeling. You know, the music's a feeling. Yeah. And, well, you, you know, you, 40, yeah, you can only rage. <laughs> you can only rage to Playboy Cardi so many times. I'll probably be listening to Cardi till the day I'm on my fucking deathbed. Yeah. But <laughs> I understand that in a general sense, you're definitely correct. I'm trying to think of my album. Jordan Ward has my album of the year. I cannot see anyone topping okay. it. Okay. I actually uh, listened Jordan to that. Ward. Yeah. I did listen to that. that I, saw him, good. I saw him open for Jaddy and Smino. Since then, I have been in love. Yeah, dude, uh, he didn't go to my stop. I don't know what, why. Bro, he, like, as someone who's huge on concerts, he impressed me so much with his stage presence. It, yeah. it was great. I'm trying to think yeah. who else has dropped the top. I really loved Marlon Kraft's um, album, Home Court, Volume 2. Mm. Conway's album, which is way earlier in the year. Uh, yeah, that was well, great. Was, I think I have it on here. Uh, maybe not. I'm All trying right. to think on the top of my head <laughs> who else dropped. Um, mm-hmm. The Jungle album, not rap, but that fire i heard yeah. it's like all over tiktok there's one song they have it's like a dance i don't know but got you I'm trying to think hip-hop i mean this new west side gun album might end up being up there yeah mm. it's tough yeah we'll for see. me at least on my list obviously adam already knows this but for me yeah. hip-hop hasn't been my favorite so far this year and i listen to literally everything so like i listen to yeah. alternative i listen to pop all that um of course like my big three for me paramore this is why Boy Genius, they're out on the record. Yeah. And um, a couple other too. But in terms of hip hop specifically, 
Um, I'm gonna go with Larry June, The Great Escape. Oh my god, that was a great that was this year. It's been a long yeah. year. Yeah, it's yeah, been a long well. year. Um, JPEG Mafia and Danny Brown also had a collab album too, which yep. I really enjoyed. Scaring the Hose, so good. Mm-hmm. I'll add that to mine yep. too. That's top five. Yeah. What else dropped this year? My oh, friend, I know this might be like into that type of music. I was like, my friend who's not into that type of music sent me a Scaring the Hose. I'm like, are you sending this to me right now? Like you listen to a JPEG Danny Brown song and liked it. Mm-hmm. Like Most I gotta send, like I gotta send you yeah. some, a lot of stuff now. Yeah, yeah. I want to include uh, No Name Two and Mick Jenkins. Uh, they both drop really solid projects. But one oh, artist, Mick Jenkins. I really, yeah, Mick Jenkins. Right. I really want to give a shout out to is Jack Harlow. I feel like yeah. um, people he sees mainstream, so they overlook him. But we all know Jack yeah. Harlow. If you've been following forever, what he what he can do on the mic. And Jack, man, that was a great project. The fact he didn't market it, the fact that he yeah. kept it low-key underground, and he went back to the craft, that album is still to be one of the just best bars. rap albums of the year so far. Just barring out. Great music, great beats, great production. Yeah. Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah and I, I like Jack. I mean, I was I got into Jack around 2015. I think he dropped mm-hmm. Dark Knight was the song. Yeah, yeah it's Dark that Knight. That shit is hard. Yeah. I mean, I was rooting yeah, for Jack. Mm-hmm. His... uh. Yeah, come home, the kids miss you. I wasn't we don't a talk fan about of, that like, one. We don't talk about that one. <laughs> like, but this album brought it back, you know. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah but like at attack. the same time, it's like it's funny to like say that and to like shit mm-hmm. on him. But like at the same time, when you think of it from a business perspective, it's like yeah. of course, yeah, it's, like yeah. of course that album was gonna sound like that. And mm-hmm. the fact that he even came back to give us a project like this one, he knows damn well he doesn't have to, and it That's might why. honestly, it might honestly hurt his career that he did do that. Respect, but. Him. He did it, so it's all, all I want Drake to do. I thought Jack, Jack Harlow yeah. took that risk. <laughs> hey man, he's on. He's on that well, new wave now. So that, we're here. not getting that. Thank. Also, throw in College Park too. That's also one of my favorites yeah. as well. Lightsabers yeah. are my favorite tracks of the year, honestly. And what was yeah. it on Wake Up? Beats That's ridiculous. Good. Shout out to yeah. Six. Six does not get enough love. He's one of the best producers out, and he's been one of the best producers for a long time. He is not going to flow. Go, so shout out to Six. He is. He is. He's, a, he's really. Pro- I'm. I might be completely wrong, but I feel like he doesn't work with too many other people. That he like, doesn't. No, at yeah, all. He's in house. I guess yeah, he I works do. with Marlon Craft. I'll he say does, Marlon Craft yeah. is mm-hmm. one artist. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Shout that's six. that's. He worked with Lil Yachty before too. Those are the only two artists I can think of. Which is crazy. Maybe he just. I don't know. Maybe he's complacent. Not complacent, but maybe he's like doing well enough where he doesn't have to. Yeah. I mm-hmm. personally, I don't know if this is true. I know that I, I know logic, and I don't mean to slander if this isn't true. But I think it might be a contract type thing. Oh, that maybe. could be completely wrong. Hey, if you're mm-hmm. gonna if you're gonna get a stable paycheck as a music producer, and I'm sure yeah. if it's logic, I mean, it's a great paycheck. Why not take it? Yeah, take it. You know, whatever. I could be wrong though. Like I said, I have, I have no idea. Yeah, and their family too. Like it makes sense that whole entire group, their family, and Bryce. Thank you for coming, man. It's an honor. Uh, love this conversation. Of course, uh, you can. Yeah, if, trying to think. What's your uh, social medias? You can plug that right now. Just uh, you know, Twitter. Just Fitz Bryce, you know, two T's and the Fitz <laughs> in my YouTube. It's Fitz Records. Um, that's all I really care about. The rest yeah. is just, you know, if you're bored, you know, I guess <laughs> follow me on TikTok or Instagram. But there's not too yeah. much going on there. But yeah, chap into my Twitter. I, I, I post bullshit about music in my life and shit. Yeah, big on tw- I'm big on tweeting into the void. Yeah. That's me all day. <laughs> Of course. I appreciate you guys having me. This was dope. You guys we heard that, guys. guys. Thank you guys for tuning in for this yes, episode, sir. Bryce. Hey, man, we appreciate you. Appreciate you we guys appreciate as well. Appreciate you too, man.